just grab them in the brisket. So this is another super fun episode of Grabbing the Brisket where it's another one. We bring you a uh, fantastic interview. Uh, It is coming up here in a few short minutes. I'm excited about this. We're waiting on her to to join up and hopefully nothing goes wrong. Hold on. Don't Um, tease her name too much. What? Teasy, teasy. You want to tease it the whole tease, time? We're teasing. Tease a shit. Right. I mean, we I already said it on the last episode, but... We did. That is true. We did. Q. Yeah. I would so say we Q. Got, uh, we got it? Susie Bullet. No. Oh! oh we already you did. ruined it. <laughs> no, that's good. From okay. Hey Grill. Hey. Hey. Hey Grill. Hey Grill. Say it right, yo. Hey Grill. Hey Grill. Hey. Hey Grill. No. Hey Grill. Hey. That's how you say it. Yeah. So we have that coming up. In a few short minutes, so we figured we'd uh, just go a little into this intro and just see how everybody's week's been. Everybody's good. Nothing too crazy. I know uh, I was sitting out here, like, uh, dropping down uh, a couple of, like, chicken legs and some pork steaks with the hay grill hay seasonings. Just trying to get a a feel of the flavor. I mean, we've cooked on it for the last couple of weeks. So I was like, I'm going to throw this down. The guys are going to come over. They're going to podcast and they're going to try it. And then just have a, a, just a, that last minute, just like boom of awesome barbecue. Not to jump into barbecue wins, but those pork steaks. Yeah, they were pretty good. Usually I'm full and I try something. I don't like it as much, but I was full from dinner and still liked it. It was very tasty. But as I'm out there, like uh, manning the grill, I'm, I hear a schmack, and then a just like wailing banshee. Say it again. A schmack. Schmack. And then a wailing what banshee. I think it's probably in Matt's backyard. The kids were playing, and somebody got like smacked or hit in the head. I don't know what the deal is. Wouldn't have been my Was kid. this today? Uh, no way, right? Yeah. Was this today? <laughs> this is today. Literally, yeah. like, because uh, I kicked a couple your kid hours ago. And your kid out of my house today <laughs> because they were brandishing huge dicks and just hitting each other with them. And yeah, so I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm so I'm outside all day long. So I see the dumb shit they do all day long. So they think I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Because hey, I try to tell them, hey, you can't so do this. You I'm can't sitting do here that. obviously doing. Uh, the Lord's work with uh, turning <laughs> and making sure the chicken and steaks aren't burning. Mm-hmm. And what were you cooking on? Next thing you know, uh, the Weber. Okay. Next thing you know, uh, John, your son hops a fence <laughs> and just literally like, I'm out of here, dog. <laughs> he Peace out. Appeared. Peace. Yeah. Like I a- heard a smack, a cry. And then hopping over the fence. Yeah, I'm out. He, he, knew he, did, he knew he did wrong. Yeah. As soon Maddox as he is, made that smack. He's six like, years old, four feet tall, about 150 pounds. Him climbing a fence just is hilarious. Yeah. So he was like, I, we'll see. He didn't say a word to me. He just passed right by me and just like, yeah, he I'm goes, out. He goes, he I'll see you in the manana. You're like, <laughs> how do you know Spanish already? What's going on with you? <laughs> because they don't know English. Yeah. Because yeah. we tell them, wear shoes because there's glass in the street. Yeah. They still wearing no fucking shoes in the street. I know. None of them. They're kids. So uh, Matt rolls out of the front uh, front yard. Hey. Actually yelled at Maddox like really quick, like, don't climb on the fence. And then turned to me. He was like, doesn't work. Hey, that smells good. Yeah. 
was like, thank you. Hey, come yeah. over in a minute. You can try something like that. That smells delicious. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, don't awesome. climb my fence. Get off my lawn. Right. Damn, kids. Yeah. I mean, they could smack each other all they want, you know, hit each other's sticks. Just don't climb my friends. You're, like, breaking the no. boards off. <laughs> and, and don't do it in my yard. Yeah. Well, is it? Yeah. Is it, like, an inevitable transition like what what age do you get where the don't come on my lawn the don't (laughs) climb my fence the uh now you're old i'm snapping on some like new balances or i'm snapping on some uh yeah jean shorts on dad shoes the jorts walking out i mean it happens to everybody yeah it Uh, happens to everybody right 30 no it doesn't james 36 right happens on people that are crazy yeah, 37. I'm saying, I mean, it hadn't happened to us, so... No, nah. it's happened to me. We're good. Because I see these fools all day long for the last four months. And these fools are crazy. They're yeah, destructive. Out. That's Corona. Yeah. Yeah, well, these yeah, fools are destructive. They are destructive, but they know they're destructive. They're my sneakers, so... <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys are safe. <laughs> She's like, first of all, nobody calls them sneakers. <laughs> That just sounds weird. Yeah. Hey, can I see your sneakers? You're and like, and you're old. Oh god, are you forty-five? Gave or it 50? away. Somebody needs like create a list yeah. of words not to say. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that uh, at one of the next upcoming yeah. episodes. I know we had a maybe last year the the slang words of mm-hmm. the night twenty nineteen, uh, and we're we're. Talking about doing the slang words of 2020. Maybe we come up with the the words uh, that you know that you don't say. You just ever say. Then you just became a dad. (laughs) You're like, hey, you're 25 and you use this lingo. You're automatically like 50. Yes. So you can't say, hey, boy, put that broken leg back in your foot or whatever or whatever no, no I, nobody says say that. that anyways okay yeah. i don't know i've never heard that in my life before <laughs> i don't have boys so maybe just like know. hey yeah. just walk it off <laughs> rub put, some rub some put dirt, some dirt on, on it put some right. robot yeah. i think we need to bring that back we don't put need to yeah, remove that right. from the lingo we put might need a little dirt more on there yeah. being a uh never mind i'll say it on the yeah. podcast we also had a nice trip to beers looking at you where is that we did was that in webster yeah, that where it is? yeah, yeah. And we have a beer that we are going to be reviewing tonight from there. A little bit later Ooh, on. I love yes. it. Teaser. And so, we also have Hey Girl. girl. Yeah, hey. we there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we already Susie and Teaser. Todd. So we are at the uh the the beer place. Mm-hmm. And they were barbecuing the let me bring that back. They weren't barbecuing. They were keeping, they were grilling. They were grilling. They were they were skilleting. They were skilleting. Flat top? Yeah, I think it was a flat top. There was a flat top yeah. out there. It looked like food was already cooked, but mm-hmm. it, there were tacos being slung. So it smelled good. It did smell good. The The guy that was out there that was doing it, hey, we don't know him. If we knew him, we'd give him a shout out about it. Maybe next time we'll try the tacos and see what that's all about. But uh, it smelled good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he straight up just gold teeth all around. I mean,. Yeah, I mean the dude's keeping it real, for sure, and he's out there hustling. So that's appreciative. That's so good, man. Yeah. Dude, that's just like, hey, Definitely. this is me. It's who I am. That's what we do. Boom. Yeah, well, I had a little shock there because you know I was we were there picking out of our beers. I was like, you know, I'll get this little, I'll get this four pack of coffee stouts. 
Uh, let me get a crowler of this Heffenbach. That looks interesting. And uh, yeah, give me a crowler of that tequila barrel-aged, you know, uh, lager thing you got there. So it's like cool. He's going through the whole process. You know, have to like attach the lid on the crowler and they pressurize it for you Super and everything. Cool. Right? Yeah. He goes through all that. I'm sitting there waiting. He rings me up. He's like, uh, that'll be eighty nine dollars. I was like, the hell you just say to me? Sorry, <laughs> like eighty nine dollars? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> just so, my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying for everybody here. Just just me, right? Hey, my I'm not buying that house of two beers. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. And so I look up, I look at the board. I didn't notice just real small print right next to my barrel aged tequila stout, whatever thing I got, $42 something for a crowler. I was like, Ooh. ouch. How and good? I, was it, it good? Oh, I was like, when I left, I was like, that man, hurts. this better be the best damn beer I ever had in my life. Did and you drink it or is it still? It I was, was going to say. It was not the best damn beer I ever had in my life. Did you drink it all at once? Ugh. I, well, I, 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 I had a Matt big old glass of it. Got <laughs> Bam! Just got got. Yeah, I tasted it. It was not good. Yeah. Did you drink it? Did you drink it all by yourself? No, no. It's my my wife and my friend Mm. also Mm. got glasses, and we polished it between the three of us. Matt goes, my wife, my friend, Jared. (laughs) Oh, Jared. My one friend got the taste of this. Uh, Listen. I think he's got four other friends in here. First of I all, feel like I'm chugging that whole mm, bottle myself. No, I yes, Mm-mm, not three. three no, you kidding me? No. Maybe three. Yeah. If y'all taste James, it, you'd be like, "What do I do with this a thing?" Bottle? James, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I love to. I would show up your house, sip what I paid for it. Possibly, <laughs> maybe. I still would have drank it in front of you. Mm-hmm. I never would let you try this. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? I never would have responded if it's like it was so horrible. I'm like, never drinking this again. Right. Oh, I forgot my wallet. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't the crowler, I would have been like, yeah, take that back. I'm not paying for that. But mm. the guy just went through the whole thing, canned it for right. me. There's you no can't just give it back to him just at that Just throw point. it back at him like, that's on you, bro. <laughs> Nobody yeah. paying 42 bucks right. for like, that. God, we're finally getting through this keg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I'm the first one to ever buy it, it took probably. six <laughs> weeks to get halfway down. Yeah, exactly. All that's, right. that's horrible. All right, so... Obviously, we alluded to it a little bit earlier, so let's slide right into the uh, DMs. The the not the DMs, mm-hmm. Alan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the interview with Susie Bullet, and hey, let's give a shout out to Todd. Hey, I mean that dude does a lot of work in the background. I, I feel like saying like I want to say Todd Grill Todd or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could say it. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I feel yeah, like you could talk to her about it. Yes. Yeah, I feel like Todd yeah. would like recognize what we're doing here. Yeah, Todd is definitely the one that we or I had to converse with. Got sure. to converse with the whole time setting up this whole interview. Todd girl, super Todd. cool guy. Yeah. Todd is the John of you know hey girl. I feel hey. like Todd and I <laughs> are gonna like shotgun some beers pretty soon. Yeah, maybe. So but let's hear a little bit more about hey girl hey before we bring her in here. Exactly. So, uh, so we have Hey Girl Hey. So they have a website, and this is Sudley Bullet and Todd Bullet. Exactly. So without any further delay, I feel like we've been teasing this a little too much, but we have Susie Bullet from Hey Girl Hey coming up. You guys have probably seen her from the Food Network uh, episodes that she's been on, and. It, she has a website out that she or in a blog that that she's been spitting out awesome recipes and if you guys haven't had a chance to ch- check it out take a look at it she's put out recipes that are really fantastic and 
they have a line of rubs and sauces that they were so graciously sent to us that we had an opportunity to check out. And that stuff's good. I mean, it's fire. I mean, yeah. like, these people genuinely want you to cook great barbecue. And so they have a, a website that's out there, Hey Grill Hey. They have a, um online community, the Barbecue Heroes, where they're trying to promote everybody getting out there and cooking and grilling and stuff like that. And they're putting the recipes out there that are fantastic. Which is unheard of. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, because people want to keep secrets. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, let's bring it on. Bring her on and uh, let's hear it from her. Let's do it. So this is uh, James with Grabbing and the Brisket. Hey, we want to say thank you for being on the podcast. We are really huge fans of uh, Susie and uh, the product that she's putting out there. And then hey, we're just thankful that you guys come on and just talk a little bit about barbecue. Hey, we love talking about barbecue all day long, all night. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we'll probably go all night on this. But uh, um, you guys just let us know when you want to uh, tap out or what have you. And we'll just jump right into it. Uh, so... Tell us a little bit about Hey Grill Hey. So, thank you. Sorry, I was fidgeting with some pens and making noise. Todd took them away from me. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, I started Hey Grill Hey just over five years ago. Um, prior to that, I'd been working as a recipe developer for a company that manufactured wood-fired smokers. And I wrote a bunch of new recipes for them. I reworked a lot of recipes from their old catalog and kind of fell face first into the world of wood-fired cooking, which prior to that I wasn't particularly familiar with and just absolutely loved it. I mean, they dropped off this cooker on my porch and said, we just love like five recipes a week starting on Monday. And I was like, great. I had no... <laughs> Like, no prior experience in recipe development, really, um, other than just a real love to cook and feed people and gather people. And wood-fired food just really fit into the lifestyle that we were living. Yeah. And so five recipes a week went from sounding like a lot to me going, I, I mean, I could do 10. Like, I just wanted to be cooking all the time and, you know, developing recipes just stuck. It was something that I really loved to do. And came somewhat naturally to me anyway and it was a great excuse for us to text the neighbors and have people over or sit down and really enjoy like a family friendly meal and that that's kind of where my love of barbecue started and when I stopped developing recipes for this other company I knew like what the crap am I going to do with all of this <laughs> knowledge of developing barbecue recipes right. and uh start a food blog kind of was the first thing that came to mind and I just thought can I even do that like can I even start my own thing because I didn't have a restaurant I wasn't a competitive barbecue cook and I really didn't know if there was you know enough credentials behind my name to say hey read my recipes like why would anybody listen to me uh, I was just a mom of three young kids and you know it was it was kind of a leap of faith for us, but I really felt like it was something I needed to do and really wanted to do and absolutely loved doing. So I figured if I'm going to spend my time doing something, it might as well be something I love. And that's how Hey Grill Hey was born. And it's just been a really fun adventure ever since then. <laughs> so I, I have to say that, first of all, I love the name, right? The, the name <laughs> Hey Grill Hey is like, like, first of all, I... 
for the first week, I kept saying, hey, girl, hey, which yeah. I know that's how it should be, whatever, right? And yeah. then and then I'm, I'm correcting myself, and sometimes I'm not correcting myself, which sounds so dumb <laughs> or whatever else. <laughs> Seriously. But, but you can't just say it, hey, yeah. girl, hey. you got to say, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. So I love that. I, I love the fact that, um, first of all, you, the rubs that you have out, they're not – you're not sleeping on – you're not – you're not capitalizing on a name and trying to put something out there. You put out a legit rub. Thank you. That's I, what I love about this. That's the whole goal. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys have tried any of our recipes or visited the website, um, but that's been the basis of everything that we've done from the ground up. Because it doesn't matter if I'm a girl and it's cute or whatever, or if the name is fun, even though we believe barbecue should be fun. Uh, my goal is always to make people want to come back because the food turns out. That's like what I'm especially about. in the barbecue world and in the recipe developing world, if you're putting out recipes that are subpar or if you're putting out products that aren't good, what's the point? Cuz nobody's going to come back. It'll be a one and done. You might have a quick rise to the top if you have some really creative stuff, but if people don't love it and they don't keep coming back and they don't trust you, then you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to grow, and so that's been a principle of ours from the very beginning. I don't put out a recipe on the website unless it is tried, tested, and true. And my family loves it, and my friends love it, and I love it, and I'm proud of it and happy with it. Um, so there aren't duds on the website, and we carried that same philosophy into our product line. Um, we're not putting out a recipe unless or a, a product for people to buy and bring into their homes unless it's absolutely the best we can do. I love it. I love it. So it, really what it sounds like, it's like us on a Saturday night when we're like, we invite our neighbors over and we're like, no, seriously, just try this. Like I'm pushing, <laughs> I'm pushing so many products like to our neighbors, right? Or, yeah. and, and at the same time, like, cause we are a barbecue community and we do have the luxury of being in a barbecue, uh, a competition podcast, team. a competition team, there's yeah. parlay to whatever else that we all live to kind of in the same vicinity. So like, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm putting out a recipe sometimes. I'm like, listen, I'm doing this, this, and this, 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 and this. What do you think about it? And then just talking about it, they're like, uh, that sounds horrible. Or they're like, <laughs> no, seriously, just make that. Let me try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things like, just do it one time. So I, I love the fact that you're just like, you're putting it together. You're putting it out there. And then on top of that, you're like the feedback, you're welcoming the feedback. And then you're like, okay, that, that didn't work, but you know what? Yeah. I got something else. Yeah. So, I think one, one of the things she hit on that, that I really love is that the, the, her family, the, the neighbors, yeah. the friends, these are the people that are critiquing it and saying, Oh, I like that. Or I like that. you're not like in a lab, just like, uh, just, right. Let me just throw this together and this together. And this, we're going to go put this recipe out right. here and, uh, go ahead and let's see if we can mash and shoot it out there, social media and, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's or, fantastic. Or, 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 or so much like, you know what? I got a good name, so I have a hook. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give you a product. Right. I mean, you could put any product out and it would sell, but you would, like you said, you want a repeat customer. Yeah, it sells so. for one time. You're like, okay, I'll try that out. And you're like, okay, that sucked. That was horrible. But Well, and not just that. I mean, you guys, I hope, I hope people are aware that like my brand is me. <laughs> like, right. hey, girl, hey, is me. And so when a recipe's out there, when a product is out there, it's not just like the catchy hey girl hey name that's on the line. For me, it's it's me. 
Um, it's my reputation, but it's also my integrity and it's also, you know, my values that we're putting out. And I hope that like, I hope that it's, you know, that's received and people understand that like we, we stand behind what we do and we are what we do. Like we run this business and it's our, our family. So yeah, it's really important to us for sure. To be honest with you, I can take one look at what your website is, right? And and then the so just reading like how y'all started doing what you're doing and going through the bio and everything else. But more than that, tasting what you're putting out, like it's for real. Like you're not you're you're not a a, a one and done company. You know what I mean? So like and, and yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I I've I've tasted we've tasted a bunch of different rubs and sauces and everything else and like we don't taste them on, like on our hands and go okay that's it i'm not, I'm not trying that right <laughs> so we're cooking with this yeah. on a weekly basis and, and we're putting out just different different trials and errors and everything else and it, it, it's funny that sometimes like so uh, who, who was not too long ago that we, we tried a rub that it just didn't translate that well it, it wasn't that good on on the first uh bottle however if you paired it with another one of his rubs, it was really good, right? So, right. like for us, we were like, okay, well, how how do you, how, how does this go, or how does this do? And for yours, I mean, you have three rubs, or I'm sorry, you have a bunch of sauces. Uh, the, the the beef rub's my favorite. Um, Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And I, listen, we're, we're not just blowing smoke or anything else. Like I really <laughs> like what you're doing. So, um, yeah. Before these guys came over, I I threw down a few chicken wings there are actually some drumsticks and some pork steaks and so we tried out the 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 chicken rub uh, and i think i paired the beef rub the salt and pepper one with all of them so mm. i kind of combined it yeah. i i like that more the salt pepper flavor so we did the the chicken rub and the salt and pepper on chicken and then the pork steaks we went with the sweet rub and the salt and pepper and i mean it was great yeah, really I think there's a, this you. is the first time we've ever gotten a package, and I just liked everything in it. It's right. usually like, oh, I like that one, or I like this one. This was, I was tasting the sauces. I'm like, I want to cook with every one of those sauces this weekend. Like, oh, thank you so they were much. all delicious. It's really fun to hear you guys talk about products because that's actually like the newest end of our business. Um, you know, we launched Hey Grill Hey as a recipe destination, and that's that's how we built. Um, our reputation and built our brand is helping other people become backyard barbecue heroes and that led us to launch our online barbecue school which is called the grill squad and it is for the backyard barbecue enthusiast and then the products came later because our readers were saying like hey I'm making two pounds of sweet rub a week right now and I'd really love to just buy it like right. can you please <laughs> start bottling this and so people knew us for our recipes first and if you look on our website you can find the recipes for the chicken seasoning for the sweet rub for the uh, apple jalapeno sauce the maple bourbon sauce the whiskey peach sauce um, and so you know we we like giving people the option if you want to make it yourself and customize and really throw your own spice your own flavor your own zhuzh into whatever you've got going on we absolutely love that and if you like to sample different seasonings and sauces. And I know you guys like to try a bunch of different stuff. Like, I think that's when those bottled stuff, that bottled stuff is so awesome because you really get a taste of um, other people's flavor profiles. And I can just touch on the sauces a little bit because I know we've talked about the rubs, but yeah, the sauces it. were a fun experiment for me because Todd hates, my husband Todd, he's my like official taste tester. He has his own hashtag on Instagram. Like, <laughs> 
hashtag taste test Todd. Like, oh, he needs everything. And if, if Todd does not give me like the go ahead, it does not hit the website because I know he'll give it to me straight and not just be nice. Like, I'll feed neighbors and they'll be like, oh, it's so good. And Todd will be like, that was not good. That was not good. They are lying. That's not good. <laughs> they are lying to you to be nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, yeah. Todd. Also, you're sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to take it better than I used to, but I appreciate his honesty. Uh, but with barbecue sauces, I could not nail down a barbecue sauce that this man liked. He grew up on. Like, probably what most people in America grew up on. It was Kraft Hickory 99-cent bottle of barbecue mm. sauce, yeah. right? And he could never pinpoint what he hated about it until uh, I started experimenting with liquid smoke. And he was like, ah, yes, that is the garbage. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. liquid smoke is the garbage because it's this effort to make meat that is not smoked taste smoked, right? right. It's an effort to mimic what you can pull off of a smoker. So when I cut liquid smoke out of all my barbecue sauces and I started experimenting that way with flavors that would complement meat coming off of a grill or a smoker and not, you know, let's make anything taste like meat that came off of a grill or a smoker, uh, we really had some breakthroughs with our sauces. So none of my sauces have liquid smoke in them. They're all designed to complement food that you're cooking on your grill or on your smoker because that flavor is already gonna be there in the meat. And when you put, you know, artificial smoke flavor on top of smoked meat, you're not tasting the real smoke, you're tasting the fake stuff. Yes, and I so, could um, not agree more right now. I feel like, I feel like I'm saying, welcome to Texas. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just wanna make that comment because like, yeah. like so I think Texas is known for not really having a bunch of sauces, right? So yeah. it's like their, their thing, like, hey, the meat should speak for itself, whatever, and if you do pair a sauce, Heaven forbid you put some fake smoke like, <laughs> stuff in there. Like yes. we're go we're going to ruin you at this point. So, uh, yeah. yes, definitely. I I we really appreciate what you're doing because it tastes good. Yep, so. I think Todd should have been born in Texas. He was born in the wrong state. Mm -hmm. I think he's a Texas barbecue snob through and through, even though he lives in Utah, <laughs> born and raised. That's but, what it is. Um, it is what it is, and you know we've kind of developed that philosophy over time too, as we really learned what barbecue was, and you know the history behind it, and the, and the reasons for the flavors. And I still believe there's a place for sauce in barbecue. Obviously, um, I think it's a really important component, but I don't think it should overpower the meat. I think it should complement the meat, right? Like exactly. when you're eating a bunch of rich fatty brisket, how many bites can you get in before you're like? All right, I need a little bit of relief. Like what? sometimes that sauce just gives you the relief that you need with the sweetness or the acidity to really like keep it, keep your palate fresh and keep it going and keep things popping and keep them exciting. So maybe it's not something that you pour over the top or maybe it's not something that you based on while you're cooking, but to have that available on the side to dip and, and to bring something more interesting to kind of a one note experience, I think is awesome. No, I agree with that 100%. I mean, even when we do well, like... like 80%. I, I, so, yeah, like, no, no, 100% okay. there. Okay, I'm not going to listen. I, like, like you, you get it what it is, right? It's real It's, it's real talk. Like, so I'm 80% with you, but there's just 20% with me that wants to be like this. Nope, there's no sauce on brisket ever, right? <laughs> However, don't get me wrong. When, I, when there was a really good sauce, I will totally dip my brisket. Definitely. I won't yeah, tell people. I'm not going to tell anybody, right? right? No, it's like, a secret. You're going to have a closet right. like sauce. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Closet saucer. Yeah. So I'm right. Yes. Uh, and listen, yeah, I I don't I, I think there is a, a place for sauce for any times. Yes, I am a closet saucer. 
Like, hey, hi, my name is Jan. I'm a closet saucer. Don't tell anybody, please. No judgment here. It's out in the open now, though. We'll cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> well, hey, you brought up uh, briefly about your, I think it's called the Grill Squad, your, your, your backyard barbecue grilling school. Can you tell yeah. us and the listeners a little bit about that? Sure. So I, we kind of covered it when I first started the website. I was concerned because I didn't have the competition experience and I wasn't a grand champion of any, you know, I was at the Jack or Memphis in May. I didn't have a barbecue restaurant or a food truck or a catering business or any of that. So how on earth was I qualified to teach anybody about barbecue? <laughs> um, and that made me feel really insecure when I first was sharing recipes. was like, ah, but I promise they're good and you'll like them. Just like, please try them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though you don't know me at all and there's no reason for you to trust me. Like, I swear they're good. Um, but I actually kind of came to realize over time that that was my strength. Um, not being in the competition world, not being in the restaurant world really gave me the opportunity to speak to the backyard barbecue community. Um, because not everybody that loves barbecue is in competition, right? Not everybody that loves barbecue is going to open a barbecue restaurant. But a lot of people that love barbecue are going to fire up the smoker on a Saturday night and hang out with their family and friends. And they're going to be looking for inspiration. And that inspiration might not come from a competition barbecue cook that skins their chicken skins like that cuts the fat underneath their chicken thighs right or um that trims a prime brisket down to two four pound pieces that they can cook in four hours uh, a lot of people that are cooking on the weekends are it's a more laid back style and less steps less ingredients but awesome flavor at the end of it and so i thought you know who's who's talking to these people and there weren't a lot. There weren't a lot that were really just trying to connect with the backyard barbecue community. So that's why I launched the Grill Squad. Because when I first started researching barbecue and recipes, the, there, there wasn't a ton of information on the internet. It's not like it is now where you can find anything from everybody everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, the, the pickings were slim. And I had a lot of trial and error. And a lot of, you know, a lot of failed briskets. And a lot of rubbery chicken. And a lot of stringy pulled pork. Um, before I had really dialed in the technique. And so I wanted to kind of save my backyard barbecue friends the heartache that I went through and the cost of, you know, a $65 brisket that just was not great. <laughs> um, and so that, that's why we started the Grill Squad. And it's kind of uh, part barbecue school, part online community. Uh, the barbecue school part is, I think we have seven different uh, classes, like courses on there now. Uh, we have a pulled pork class, a brisket class, a pork ribs class, a chicken class, a meat buying class, a steak class, um, and each of them come with like beautiful PDF workbooks that you can print out and follow along with the video course material and really, you know, nail a brisket on the first time and nail, you know, the perfect rack of ribs on your first try and start you off with the confidence to start experimenting and to make your barbecue your own. So we love the Grill Squad. There's like a private Facebook community. Todd and I have recorded exclusive podcasts for the Grill Squad. We do live videos for the Grill Squad every month. So it's like our, our online little barbecue club where we get to hang out virtually <laughs> on the weekends and during the week and share pictures of our cook and cheer each other on and ask questions and hang out. And Todd and I are in there every day and so it's kind of like on social media sometimes it's hard to be able to get a hold of us or send emails but in the grill squad we're always there 
So it's it's like a direct line to Todd and me. I can help you out, answer your questions in real time, um, and you know provide a real wealth of knowledge for the backyard barbecue home cook in a course that's not you know competition based. Right, right. So if somebody wants to join your grill squad, how would they go about doing that? Uh, it's just thegrillsquad.com. It's seventy five bucks for a year. Oh, we also have discounts. All of our products. Anything in our store, our Grill Squad members get a discount always. They don't have to wait for a sale. There's just, you always have a discount code as part of the Grill Squad. It's just one of the perks of being a member. Um, so yeah, 75 bucks for a year and you can go through the courses at your own pace. You can go through the workbooks at your own pace. You can go back and rewatch them. If you watched the brisket one two months ago and you want to try another brisket, you can go pull up the video and watch it again. Um, so it's really awesome. We really love it. It's yeah. been a really great way for me to kind of like, acknowledge that I don't have to be a competition barbecue cook and I don't have to own a restaurant to make an impact and to teach people about barbecue and people have really responded to it. It's been great. Yeah, I think the fact that you haven't done all that stuff probably makes you a little less intimidating. You're probably not talking over their head like some of these uh some of these <laughs> folks on YouTube or their their master classes or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah. I always say that I'm writing my stuff for myself 7 years ago when I first, you know, fired up the smoker and was like Okay, what? <laughs> it's either for me seven years ago, or I like to say I'm writing for uh, toddlers or drunk adults. <laughs> so, so that, that I was, just have to make sure that they can understand. That was one thing I noticed is that your writing is very well. Like it's very well written. Like when y'all do something and put something together, it you, you get the feeling that you're not. Um, I'm not saying you're not an expert or anything else because I, I think you are an expert at doing what you're doing. But yeah. your writing is just very well, so it's it it doesn't. You're, I'm not saying you're dumbing it down for people like me, because hey, you might like, be whatever. But uh, <laughs> it it just translates really well when you're reading it. So I feel like I'm I'm doing the same things that you're doing when you're doing right. Them. Someone that's just yeah. learning right. will, will so, understand, which which is very hard to do, by the way. Like if the goal like, is to be as descriptive as possible. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, and it, it translates that well. So. Uh, great but job. I will say, thank you. I will say I do believe I'm an expert in writing recipes and developing recipes. Like if my skill set falls anywhere, it is exactly there. Um, cause I've been doing that for over seven years now and I've written thousands of recipes, um, and developed thousands of new recipes and that requires testing and retesting and taking really comprehensive notes. And so it means a lot that you say that because there, a lot of time and effort goes into translating, um, translating that work into things that people can follow along with and feel successful with. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to, I, first of all, don't get a big head. Like, don't, whatever, right? <laughs> Too late! <laughs> but, Too late! But to be honest with you, like, if I were to write the same thing you would write, I would go, all right, so put me here, do this here. But it's it's so well done, you're just like, you feel like you're just, it's, it's a flow, like you're flowing with the whole yeah, like process. like standing there talking to you, yeah, telling you how to do it. It's, it's just it's one big... I don't know. So uh, kudos to you for being able to do that. Uh, that's something that I'm not sure I, I know I can't do, to be honest with you. I think you um, could because I didn't know how to when I started. But, yeah. you know, when you do something enough times, you kind of develop a knack for it. But really my goal is I've always told people that I want them to feel like they're in their kitchen cooking with me. That's what it feels uh, like. And yeah. that's that's where we write from and that's where we develop recipes from and that's the vibe we want to put out. We want you to feel like you're in our backyard. You're hanging out at our house and we're having a barbecue on a Friday night and it's going to be great. I love it. Yeah, we've always uh, kind of had that same mentality. Even during our, our competition days when people would walk over and have questions about 
maybe cooking a brisket or maybe cooking ribs or chicken or hey i'm just not winning and maybe well this is this is what we're doing this is exactly what we're maybe we we shared a little too much but we love the enjoyment of somebody else doing well and and being oh, able yeah. to produce something and being able to take that home to their friends and family and just like Oh my God, this is amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't agree more. It's like, how many neighbors have you had that like, weren't really barbecuing at all? And then all of a sudden, they're like, they're, they're, they're pulling these masterpieces off. You're like, oh yeah. my God, this is yeah. so good. Like, you took what we were talking about right. how to a whole that? different I, I need your level. recipe. Right. right now, I want yeah. that recipe. Like, what are you doing over yeah. here? So, F- five years ago, I wasn't cooking at all. Yeah, John. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's like the best feeling in the world for me. Honestly, I did have several people message me on both sides. I had people from the barbecue world message me and be like, what the heck are you doing? You're giving away all of your secrets. And I had people from the community message me and be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing your secrets. Nobody will tell us what to do. I just won today. (laughs) I just did this. Yeah. Yeah. I had a party. it It was so amazing to have and still to get those messages from people that are like oh my gosh you would not believe they like I get pictures emailed to me all of the time I get pictures sent in direct messages of food that people have cooked at home and shared with their families and to me it's that old adage of like a rising tide lifts all boats right because if I can get that one person to absolutely love barbecue their neighbor's gonna learn about barbecue and their best friend's gonna learn barbecue and their brother-in-law's gonna get a smoker at Christmas because Carl pulled off the most amazing ribs last week. Like, it really is, uh, it's kind of like this happy spreading disease of barbecue addiction that <laughs> permeates all of us. Because I think when you love it and you're passionate about it, it's, it's catching. You want to share it with as many people as possible. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, uh... Jan's killing a spider here. I killed a spider. <laughs> I shouldn't have done Good it, job. but it was right in front of my face as it came down to the microphone. And, and John goes, hey, there's a spider. And I'm like, oh, my yes, God. I, I was saying, don't this smack thing it on is the mic. Like, right. Yeah, it was really good. I love it. It's like comedy gold. So we, we, it, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about steak and just uh, kind of picking out steaks and, and the different grades and cuts of steak and grilling and stuff like that so without giving away too many secrets or whatever any tips tricks pointers on steaks maybe your favorite steak all the secrets all the secrets (laughs) maybe secrets i can talk about steak forever um we just did so it's pretty common for us to pull out four or five different cuts so instead of doing like four ribeyes on one night we'll pull out a ribeye a strip steak a filet a top sirloin um and we actually have our kids taste each one Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like Think about the texture and the flavor and, you know, what different things taste like. And I think that's a really fun experiment for people that are getting into cooking steak. And maybe you don't know. Maybe you've just always ordered the filet because it was the most expensive thing on the menu or you thought it was the best. But maybe you don't actually love that steak the most. Maybe you're a New York strip person that likes a little bit more texture and a little bit more bite, you know, a more toothsome feeling to a steak. Maybe you prefer a ribeye with a higher fat content. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like... You don't know until you try different kinds of steak. And so that's what I encourage. Instead of buying the family packs, like maybe see if you can buy one of each um, and head home and really give yourself an opportunity to try them out. Todd grew up on sirloin steaks because that was one of the most affordable cuts, right? Same here. And he was like, I don't think I like steak. 
And he grew up eating steaks medium well to well done because that's how it was cooked in his house. Same he here. Just yeah. think, he just didn't think that he like liked steaks, or if he did like steaks, it was just like a fillet at a steakhouse. Um, and so I think you know, bumping up your steak fluency, like how can you speak steak, is really important. So take your time to do a little bit of research on the different steak cuts. Um, try one of each and see what you like. Uh, try different donenesses and see what you like. I know it's sacrilege to cook, you know, above medium rare once you get to that point, but a lot of people have never even tried it. A lot of people are just like, nope, no pink in my steak. And that's what I, I didn't realize because I grew up eating medium rare steaks. And once I started talking to more people in the world, like there are a lot of people that like a medium well steak. And I just had no idea. I thought, you know, they were all heathens. And right. Yeah, we don't <laughs> well, talk about those people. Well, wrong. You politely uh, asked them to leave. Right. <laughs> having these conversations where you can say, oh, well, just try it out. Like, you might love it. And my son, he's six years old. When we do steak nights now, he says, Mom, is this medium rare? I say, yeah. He's like, because I won't eat steak that's not medium rare. That's the only steak I'll eat is medium rare steak. And so, you know, we're, we're raising little steak snobs here at my house for yeah, sure. That's awesome. But really good. they can even tell you what their favorite steak is because we do pull out multiple cuts and we do give them the opportunity to try and we try to take teach them a little bit of that like meat fluency so they feel confident when they go to the meat counter they know what they want to buy um, and I, I don't think you can get there unless you you just try out a little bit of everything and see what you're a fan of so um, what is your uh, favorite steak then oh my gosh I love a ribeye like I love love a ribeye and I love eating the spinalis on the top of a ribeye oh, yeah. and so if you guys have tried like the ribeye cap steaks yep where it's just the spinalis of the mm, ribeye. Mm-hmm, yes. Time. Um, I was like, this is going to be my favorite steak ever because I'm obsessed with the spinalis. I cooked much. up two of these beautiful steaks. I took two bites and I was like, I missed the eye of the ribeye. Right. Where's the other part? <laughs> this is. I want the middle part. <laughs> yeah, this is so I'm right rich. there with you. That's yes. so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, I always say if you're going to do a cap steak, you got to do a split one between two people because they are so incredibly rich. But, like, I think I love the ribeye because it provides that balance. Like, it, when you have a really nice fatty spinalis and you have that really great eye in the middle that's just that nice base flavor, you can cut back and forth without fatigue. <laughs> yep. um, but I absolutely love a ribeye. I love them reverse seared. Smoke them over oak for an hour and then just hit them in a cast iron skillet with as hard of a sear as you possibly can. And then finish it with resting butter. And that's like everything I want in the world. I love it. Are the kids on board with the ribeyes as well? Oh, yeah. My daughter. um, So I recently had one episode special on Food Network called Grill Power. Mm -hmm. And the episode was about my daughter's 11th birthday. And our birthday tradition in our house is steak and cake. And she wanted a tomahawk ribeye. For her birthday steak and so we cooked her a tomahawk ribeye we put the birthday candles in the steak not the cake she blew out the candles and then proceeded to eat like three quarters of this Holy two and Lord. a half inch thick <laughs> I love it. it was unbelievable i was so proud in that moment i would have bought that girl a pony if she had asked i was like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> damn it that's fantastic so uh one question so we saw on the website that you hold two World records or Guinness, Guinness. Book yep. World Records. Can you? It did not elaborate on the website. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Oh, the first 
world record, I believe, has been broken. I was a Guinness world record holder. I need to earn it it back. I know. Um, I I don't have, like, official word on that. So somebody just tweeted at me, and they were like, hey, we broke your record. And I was like, oh. So I need to actually look into that. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, you did until they (laughs) notify me. (laughs) Um, So I grilled on a New York City street corner for 34 hours and 35 minutes. So that was the first one. It was the longest grilling marathon. Mm. And it was consecutive grilling for 34 and a half hours in the middle of August in New York City outside. And it was absolutely insane. It was so much fun. Uh, It was part of a sponsored deal with Ballpark Hot Dogs. They were releasing new hot dogs. It was part of their PR campaign. Um, It was in a partnership with Food Network. And it was the most insane amount of fun I've ever had. And then I slept for like 12 solid hours in a hotel room. I was like, well, this is a fun trip to New York. I saw yeah. this one street corner, and then I slept for a whole day. Hey, um, <laughs> see you, see you uh, Wednesday. But I did break. we did break the world record, which was really cool. I have the plaque to prove it. I even got a hot dog trophy. That was pretty exciting. And then this second one, I flew out to Kansas City with Smithfield Pork, and they were hosting the largest grilling class. So Kevin Coleman from Weber, he's one of Weber's head chefs, and, uh, you know, the head chef, Chris Lilly, Hall of Famer, Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue. Yep. And he taught the class, and I got to be on the front row and cook on a Weber kettle and listen to all of their tips about pork chops and be a part of the largest grilling class. That's awesome. Which were both awesome memories and way fun. Definitely. I love that. So which, which uh, which one is supposedly broken? The longest grilling marathon. Somebody okay. said they grilled longer than me, but I don't know if it was ever verified with like Guinness It's, it's not, or not verified. Yeah, you know it's yeah. not. And um, just be honest, like I'm pretty sure you can do 44 or 45 hours. Yeah. I <laughs> do. Oh yeah. I mean, anytime. I'm like, we just need to plan it and set up a camera. I think that'd be a great YouTube video, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You're like, don't. We're not fast forwarding this, by the way. We're actually no, you're doing watching 40, all yeah, hours. all 48 hours of just slow grilling. Oh my yep, god, that's good TV. Don't but, sleep on Sue's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like you cannot have that here in Texas. In the I middle of have, in the middle of August, out. you cannot do that. No, you're going to die. Yeah, it's no. so hot. It doesn't oh even cool off at night there. It does not. No, it just gets there's hotter. No, there's no <laughs> you, you think the sun goes down? It like okay, obviously it's going to cool off. No. For some reason, the geothermal mass of, of the earth, the science, heats, and all yeah, that stuff. heats up in, in Houston. Yeah, the concrete just heats up, and you're like, Oh my god, is it hotter now? And you're like, Sure it's enough, it's 125 or something. It's quite honestly, it's like the radiant heat, like maybe coming from a uh, a, a wood fire pellet grill from the heat coming go. from below. So it's uh-huh. the same science behind yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> it's the same, same. Yeah, I, I, so I, I did not see, and, and maybe I'll cover this earlier. I, I did not see what, where where are you from? Like, where, where are y'all living at? What 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 market are y'all in? We are Utah, born and raised, both Utah. of us. Uh, my husband and I are both from Utah, so we did really grow up believing that barbecue was uh, chicken breast in a crock pot with barbecue sauce. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that was barbecue to us. We really had very little exposure to actual like wood fired cooking until we were much older. My dad did at one point. We owned a restaurant, um, <clears throat> and we did steaks and you know, kind of like an American steakhouse style restaurant and. 
I do remember one time they had a party out on the back patio, and he lit a whole pig on fire. He tried Boom. to cook a whole pig. Boom. Um, but that's about the extent of my experience with like true barbecue. <laughs> okay. I, I, <laughs> Until I was older. So earlier, I, I heard you say, so you do like post oak on, on the steak, whatever else. Have you tried any like any different woods, like a, a mesquite wood or a, a hickory uh, or a, a pecan? Yep. Yes. All the woods. We have smoked all of the woods. Okay. Um, I actually have. <laughs> I love the way you say it. We have smoked yes. all the woods. All Done. the yeah. woods. There's no more we woods. Actually, I'm super excited right now. We just got a bag of 100% almond wood. Ooh. And that is one that I have yet to cook with. So okay. that's kind of exciting for me to give a try to almond wood. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. Because here's the deal. Being from Utah, um, we are not tied to a specific geography or theology or <laughs> religious yeah. belief about barbecue. You know what I mean? Central te Texas, it's brisket and post oak. And you go to Kansas and it's hickory and burn ends and you know like there's there are regional like must do's and can't do's right. all over the country and being from utah we're like the kid brother that knows no rules and we're like whatever this tastes good we'll do what it's fine <laughs> and so it's really given us a lot of freedom to experiment and and test different things and try different things and push different things and create different combinations and so we have a lot of fun treating wood like an ingredient and really um experimenting with the flavors that each variety can bring in and so that's something that we've we've dedicated quite a bit of time to is trying you know each different type of wood with different types of meat and seeing what we like so my favorite is actually uh cherry and oak combo especially with beef so i love a cherry and oak combo i i cannot say what a great comment it's, it's probably the best comment or best phrase i've heard mm -hmm. when it comes to barbecue was we treat wood like an ingredient. That's awesome. Yeah. So like if it like seriously like I could see a T-shirt with that on there or whatever else because it should be like that's what it is. It's an ingredient. A lot of people yeah, think like. I'm oh, sorry. If you're familiar with Tuffy Stone, um, sure. I competed with him on Barbecue Brawl on the Food Network last year, and I think he's one that really introduced that topic very heavily. Yep. Because um, nobody knows smoke better than Tuffy. And he says to him, smoke is just as important of an ingredient as salt and pepper. It so is. it's, you know, when you start thinking of your smoke that way and you think about having clean smoke, you think about having uh, the right type of wood and the right, you know, flavor coming off of that wood and the right seasoning on your wood. There's so much that goes into it that people don't think about because, you know, you're really focused on the rub or you're really focused on the trim job or you're really focused on the sauce. Um, a lot happens just from building the fire and building a right fire and, you know, putting that time and dedication into picking the flavor of wood that you're cooking with. You know what? Coming from a person that did not do any competition, sounds like you're doing a lot of competition. <laughs> I do a lot of cooking. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't really consider myself a competitive cook. Obviously, I don't go out on the weekends and I don't cook. I, I always say that I'm not very good at fitting into boxes. Um, but I do take my job very seriously. And if I'm going to be giving information to people, it has to be good information. I don't want it to be a partial part of the story. I want people to feel like they're better cooks after having read one of my recipes. I cannot agree more. But the passion you have behind what you're saying, like you can feel the message and whatever else, is the same passion I have when I go to cut a piece of brisket or when I go to check a piece of rib or anything else or a seasoning or the fire or anything else. I'm like... 
like I'm a hundred percent into it. So yep. there, there's no, there's no like 80% or, or 75% or anything else. And, and the passion you're exuding about this reminds me honestly of a cook off. So yeah. you need to, you need to get your butt in the game or something. <laughs> Bring it. I, th- I think what Jan's saying is he challenge. He's, he's challenging you. He's Let's challenging go. Me? Let's my, do this. My, my money's on Susie. <laughs> Dang oh it. I, so you know, her for five minutes. That's it. I did compete one time. Yeah. And, uh, well, okay, two times. One time was a barbecue competition in Southern Utah that our friends invited us to because they're competitive cooks, and we love the barbecue. We love the competition barbecue community. Like, you guys are the friendliest, most helpful, the best camaraderie. Like, I absolutely love the barbecue competition community, um, hands down. I just think it's the best. And so they were like, just come hang out with us for a cook on the weekend, and we were like, okay, that's fine. Uh, and they had, like, a... They did their whole thing and we watched them participate and I was like, this is not for me because I can't do like the timelines and the schedules and the boxes. Um, But I loved being there and I loved being a part of it. But the second competition I ever did was on Food Network. And I showed up, uh, it was last summer, it was a show called Barbecue Brawl. And I was competing against Carrie Bringle from Peg Lake Porker in Nashville. I was competing against Tuffy Stone. I was competing against uh, Joe Pierce from Slaps Barbecue in Kansas City, Lene. Oxley Luke from Portland, um, Leanne Whippin, and Phil the Grill. Like, it was a stacked, yeah. stacked field, you guys. Like, Tuffy's a Hall of Famer. And I show up there. All these guys are seasoned competition cooks. All of these guys are professional restaurant chefs. And I'm like, I have a blog about yeah. barbecue. <laughs> And I was absolutely, like, walked into the first contest feeling completely defeated. I ended up making it into the finale episode of that show, and I cooked a whole hog in a cinder block pit with uh, Michael Simon against Bobby Flay and Leanne Whippin, and it was, like, the highlight experience of my life. Um, but that's a different style of cooking than, like, the, the weekend competition cook. So if you want to throw down something, like, unique and fun and exciting, let's do it. But if you want me to cook the same four meats, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Look, I, I'm not calling you out. Like, I don't, like, after what you just said, I, I'm already conceding. Like, I don't, I'm not sure what to do with this statement. Uh, you know what? At least I'm honest. Uh, yeah. So, hey, there it is. I, I've already conceded and we haven't even cooked yet. Jeez, Louise. Oh, that's an easy win. I'll take that one. I love it. You didn't even have to do anything. You know what's funny is that my, so my nature is so, like, in your face. Like, I am like, if there's like, if you say you can jump three foot, I can do three and a half. It's true. He's super annoying. I am so <laughs> whatever. But right now, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it's a crown of Coke or maybe it's whatever. I'm just like, it's fine. Let, let me just, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm competitive too. I love that's it. Okay. I love it. I think that's another reason I haven't gotten into competition barbecue is because I would do one competition, I wouldn't win, and I'd be like, all right, I have to quit everything until right. I have won everything. Right. And I just don't have the time in my life, to be honest with you, to have that kind of an obsession. Because I got uh, the, bar- the, the blog and the product company and our online barbecue school, like, it is a full-time plus, plus, plus kind of the job that we're running. And so I just love all the people that are barbecue cooking on the weekends, and I wish them the best. And I go and I visit them, and I tell them good job, and that's it. <laughs> It's like, and mic drop. Boom. And I'm out. You guys are the best. Okay. <laughs> I'll be over here <laughs> making recipes. 
award-winning recipes, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, Megan recipes. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not all award-winning, and even if they are award-winning, they usually take a few uh, a few missteps to get there. Uh, definitely cannot say that all of my recipes turn out as well the first time as they do the third, fourth, fifth, seventh time. Um, it's definitely recipe development is a practice in patience for sure. So, uh, so one of the things that we have is a uh, that we talk about is is really like we love the wins. Right, we love yeah. when you do something really well, and we, we love when it turns out, and like the whole block or the whole neighborhood, or you know what, you, you sold a million of these, right? That's a win. Yeah. But give us your fail. Yes. What is the one thing you've done <laughs> that just you're like, oh my god, I cooked for this, this whole thing started. Tell us, do you have one of those? Gosh, I have a million. Do you want this week or do you want me to start at the beginning? No, I want the best one. The best one. <laughs> the worst one. Yeah, the worst. So I will tell you that uh, just like you guys do cooking for competition barbecue or even perfecting a brisket recipe for the backyard, you know it's not going to be like perfect the first time. Um, and you're always your toughest critic, right? So we have been cooking for a while and I was like you know what Todd is a big brisket fan he's like we have got to tackle a brisket and I was like I do not know what that means but okay like that's how little knowledge <laughs> that I had when we were first cooking is I was like I don't even know what a brisket is but like all right I like home. Todd so much right now Todd is the best <laughs> uh, Todd's like I gotta tackle a brisket you're like all right well we're gonna do that Done. yeah he's like you need to do a cook a brisket you need to cook a brisket and I was like yeah okay okay that's fine uh, you just put it on there, right? So that's kind of how we started with brisket. And I got to tell you, it was bad. It was real bad. The first one came out like a meteor, like <laughs> so something good. that flew in from outer space, got caught in orbit, was not completely dismantled by the speed of hurtling through the atmosphere and landed on our dinner table. And I just like <laughs> shrugged because I had no idea what I had done or what had happened or even still at that point, what I had cooked. Um, so the first brisket was real rough. The second brisket, we were like, maybe it just needs more salt. Uh, that was our, that was our just a little more seasoning on it. That'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it just needs more salt and pepper. Uh, so we hit it real heavy with salt and pepper. And it was pretty much just like licking the outside of a piece of pastrami, I feel like, was brisket number two. <laughs> so brisket took us a really long time to nail down. We eventually got it. It's great now. Uh, but brisket was a rough go for us to get started. Um, ribs have been interesting because I feel like I have like dialed in the ribs and I can cook them any way you want them. I can cook, uh, no wrap ribs, low and slow. I can cook butcher paper ribs. Absolutely. No problem. If you want three, two, one ribs, it is a mathematical science for me and I will turn out absolutely delicious ribs for you. Uh, but Todd got a barrel cooker and the yeah. last, <laughs> the last two times we've cooked on his barrel cooker. We uh, tried to fit more in there. Well, it's not the last. We keep experimenting. So I'm trying different rubs. We're trying different temperatures. So we're stepping outside of, like, the known at this point to see, like, can we do hot and fast no wrap ribs this way? Can we do, like, a Memphis-style dry rub with no wrap, no sauce? Like, what does that look like? So we're really in the experimental phase right now. And we burned two racks of ribs and took them to somebody's house. And I was like, oh. this, is, this is not representative of who I am or what I do. Todd, so Todd made these. Hey, uh, so I bought these. these ones on the bottom. <laughs> right. 
But yeah, so it's a never-ending process for us. And I think any time that you're pushing yourself, any time that you're experimenting, any time that you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, uh, it's okay to have a few mistakes. And sure. it makes you a better cook. Definitely. Like I know how bad it sucks in the moment because I've been there. Like really as recently as like a week ago. And I'm like, this freaking sucks. This should not still be happening to me. Like I've been in the game long enough at this point. Um, but just acknowledging that it's it's going to happen sometimes and – uh, one thing that we have in the workbooks in the Grill Squad is we have little barbecue journals that you print out because I think taking comprehensive notes of, is one of the best things that you can do to actively improve your barbecue over time. Um, so you can take notes about what turned out awesome the time before. You can mm -hmm. replicate, um, and then it allows you to make those minor tweaks that really step up your game as you go. But, yeah, that was that was rough. We murdered some ribs. Um, it took me – the first time I made jerky – it was like the grossest piece of <laughs> flavorless junk I had ever put in my mouth. Um, and then after perfecting that recipe through trial and error, it was our first ever viral recipe. Like absolutely exploded, took off. Dr. Pepper jalapeno beef jerky. If you haven't tried that one, you need to give it a whirl because mm. it is rad. Um, but that was born through a lot of failure. And so some of my favorite recipes now are ones that I can look back and say, you know what, that sucks the first time. Like, that was not good, but I didn't quit on that recipe because I knew it had potential to be great, and so I kept at it, and I kept working at it, and, you know, we did eat a couple bags of really bad jerky, um, and, you know, we chomped through some ribs that were a little charred on the bottom, and we hacked really thin slices off of our meteor brisket, and we still ate it for dinner. Um, <clears throat> so I think, it's, I think it's good to have those barbecue failures, especially if you're willing to learn from them and not quit because it makes you a better cook. I could not agree yeah. more. I think that any time that it's probably the key right there, right? So yes, I fell today, but why did I fail? So you start yeah. identifying like, okay, maybe I didn't um, maintain the the fire as long as I should have, or maybe I didn't do a constant temperature, or not enough salt. Yeah, maybe maybe I just didn't put any. Like, so I I can tell you right now, sometimes people don't put enough seasoning on. More salt and pepper. That's all it needs. I. But seriously, if if you look back on it, you're like, okay, yeah. So maybe those things are identified. We're like, the process. Is, I feel like a lot of times it's a process. Like, okay. how how are you actually putting this thing together? And then once it hits, you're like, okay, that's that's how you do it. Yeah. And then, and then you have to fall back on the piece of meat you have, right? The cut. Like, oh. th this cut of meat works really well, and it did really, it feel, it did phenomenal. I go out buying the brisket, do the same recipe, the same thing, and it just falls short. You're like, and that's what's nice when you have those happened? notes. Yeah, is you can identify the variable. That's right. You can say this is what changed, this is what was different, and you can try it again next time. That's right. <clears throat> I For love sure. It. I love it. Yeah, it's one of those deals. Like we've had guests on before that really didn't want to share any fails and and. I'm not saying you're going to get like a little miffed or whatever. I was like, I, everybody fails. I mean, we yeah. all do it. I burn, I burn yeah. hot that's dogs. How, that's how I, we learn. I burn, it, I burn yeah. everything. If you're not failing, you're not cooking enough. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And so, hey, we... Exactly. Yes. 100% totally thank you for sharing your fails because I'm sure the people that are listening along right now is like, okay, hey, I'm not alone. You know, I, I, yep. I, right. I mess up too. So if I just stick at it and check out Susie's uh, blog with her recipes yeah. and... All that stuff, then I can break yeah, out some that's, good stuff. That's, that's, that's next, another that's, thing, too. Yeah. If you're not failing, that means you're piggybacking off of someone else's failures. Like, mm -hmm. I failed a lot of times so that people that go to my website don't have to. Yeah. 
Um, so if you're not failing, if you're nailing stuff the first time, send a message to whoever you got that recipe from, because I guarantee you that they wasted a lot of money on meat, making sure that was perfect. Without a doubt. Give some kudos. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So Susie, uh, we're, uh, I know we've kept you uh, a long time here. So, uh, is there anything else that you want to hit on or discuss or talk about? Before oh, we kind of close this thing out, I feel like we need to do another episode with her, like in a month or two. Because no, I, I feel like, like we could talk I for feel like, like we're inviting three Susie more down. Days. And uh, is it Todd? Yeah, Todd. Yeah. Todd, 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 and Susie are coming down, and then we're <laughs> we're gonna like we're gonna run through the ringer in Texas style barbecue or something. Right. They'll run you through the ringer. I know. Dang it. I know. I know. But you I'm know still happening. I'm still ready for that. <laughs> So, uh, Susie, uh, t tell the people where they can get a hold of you guys and uh, uh, all the stuff that they can look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So the website is heygrillhay.com. And from there, you can find links to our online barbecue school, The Grill Squad. You can also find links to our store where we carry all of our product line. We talked about our rubs and sauces today, but we also have custom butcher paper that's made here in the USA. We have uh, really cool custom meat claws that are made here in the USA. And... We're an awesome small business. You can check that out. Our store is patio-provisions.com. And we're on social media everywhere. So if you want to find me on social media, on Instagram, it's at HeyGrillHey. Or on Facebook, it's HeyGrillHey also. And also on YouTube. We share new videos every Thursday um, and new recipes on the blog two to three days a week. So there's always awesome, fresh stuff hitting the site to keep you inspired, to keep you cooking. And one of the biggest things that we love to say is that we are here to help you make better barbecue so that you can feed the people you love and become a backyard barbecue hero because that is like the dream i think is that backyard barbecue hero moment where your family's around you your friends are around you and they're just stoked on life because you fed them something delicious i love it boom <laughs> she's the best she yeah. is mic drop yeah next, <laughs> next time we're bringing todd on too though because i want to see todd's take on like he's like you know what I, she just makes the best stuff. Right? She just does it. You know what? She made this one thing. I didn't like it. She tweaked it. It was phenomenal yeah. after that. If I were Todd, I'd be like 600 pounds. I know. I know. You guys, we have been working out, and it's so hard. Uh, yes. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Why can't I just eat barbecue and be healthy? That's all I want. Right? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, Todd is the freaking best. We definitely need to have Todd on because... Everybody loves Todd more than me. I just talk louder, so that's why I do all the talking things, but Todd's actually the better human. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Dang. All right, Todd. That's a shout-out. All right. Yeah. Well, we, we, we appreciate Todd. it, Susie. We appreciate it, Todd. Hey, uh, yeah. wish you the best of luck, and we'll see you later on down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thank Bye, you. guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. All right. So, seriously, I am not going to lie. Like... I know I say this all the time. Best interview Best ever. interview ever. <laughs> like, yes. oh, my God. Yeah. Like, she was so personable. Like, I really wish we could get her husband on a little bit. Just, just give a little, like, Todd references and everything else. Uh, but, man, I think it went so well. Uh, great job. And uh, we totally challenged them to a cook-off. So, I'm just really looking forward to kicking their ass. 
<laughs> so no, I'm looking, just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You're looking forward uh, to getting your uh, uh, get my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. God we were having it. them back on. I feel like we could have talked for another hour. I know. We're definitely gonna have them yeah. back on. Very disappointing. Was, I was like, oh, we gotta hey, shut this down. She was so personable. It was so easy. It just seemed like the whole thing just went through like that. Did she seem Done. like the happiest person? Definitely. I yeah. I, lo- I love <laughs> I love the message that that they're bringing. And that that she's bringing uh, about trying to bring barbecue to the backyard, uh, trying to bring everybody into right. the fold. Everybody's a barbecue hero. Being yes. a barbecue hero. I mean, that, that's. Yeah, it, I'm sure over 90% of people listening are not competition cookers, right? They're yeah, just people yeah. cooking, grilling the backyard. Everybody's exactly. out there trying to make their way and they're trying to navigate their own backyards and. If they need a tool, if they need a little guidance or whatever, if they're not getting it from the grab and the brisket crew, hey, check out the Hey Grill Hey website. Right. You can probably be killing your next barbecue backyard. Definitely check out our website. I mean, I know there's a lot of people kicking out recipes. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the recipes. Like, I was just looking mm-hmm. at the the macaroni and cheese recipe she has. I'm going to be trying that out. It looks freaking delicious. She basically just came in just like, Rocked it. Dropped the knowledge. Yes. Mike dropped We're it. We're all in awe. We'll, I, pee, we'll see you later. At first, she spoke so fast. I was like, all right, seriously. Put like a... She was excited. She, she was, was as she excited was. as we you know were. What? I don't know if she knew how excited we were. You know what I mean? Right. Like for her, like I feel like she's made it already. Right. And for us, we're like, okay, just... Give us a second to say something. Like I just hey, no. want to say hi yeah. to you. I love that. Yeah. We're all no, doing this it was beautiful so awesome. two-step yeah. dance. It, it was true. Sure. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give some some behind the scenes to Susie. Yeah. So usually when John calls somebody, it's eight o'clock on the dot. So today we're like, you know what? Let's wait till eight. Oh, one the caller, so we don't look so eager. You right. know what I mean? So she might have been eager. <laughs> we yeah, don't know. There's right? a little bit of uh, so, in the very get go, like but little yeah. technical difficulties uh, yeah. that was floating yeah, around. I apologize a bit. for being sixty seconds late. I wanted to call you at eight o'clock on the dot. To be fair, we're very thankful. Yeah, we, so, we are definitely. absolutely oh, thankful for to sure. have you on. So, I guess this are, are we sliding into the. the uh, Undisclosed. We might be moving into the unnamed, Un- untitled, no name. undisputed, no heavyweight one. beer review ever. Beer review. Beer review with this What are you doing, John? I, I went a little too soon. <laughs> yeah. That was premature. I've never heard that before. (laughs) Trust me. That's not the first time John's heard that either. (laughs) This is the untitled Beer Review. God. Hey, if this thing gets any better, I don't know how it does. Yeah, we're going to. Well, we may or may not come up with a new name for this thing. We'll see. Yeah. And we're going to go roll into. into the. Urban South Brewery spilled fruit sour mango cherry cherry slushy. I don't know how much they could just throw in there. That's a lot so of cherry. Good. There's a lot of slush. Mm. A lot of cherry. Yeah, I don't know if we can get a picture of this in the glass. This is, is this a beer? What are we drinking here? This is a 
fruity, not a beer. sour. I feel like I'm going to drink this and I'm going to be refreshed and feel good in the morning. This looks like a foamy V8. I feel like y'all haven't given me good night beer. Have y'all given me anything? You already drank yours? Or did you drink it though? <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to get hot again. Here you mm. go. Here's some more. I don't want no more. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about this. Jim, oh, I drank that. that can? That's weird. That's super weird. It's like what a, do you think of the can? Talk like about it. the can. Go for it, Jan. You feel like listen, you're getting some okay. Dexter vibes uh, from this? Yeah, this can? without a doubt. It's yeah. definitely a Dexter vibe. Very a scary, bloody, carry. Uh, Very paint drip yeah, from the can. Yeah, yeah. This thing is red with with, with the red dripping down a white can. I would say um, blood. I would say raspberry color. Yes, what? it is. It is. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little bit like kind of sipping on the scissor. To be honest, I love the can. But it's definitely not lean. I feel, is this thing a wrap? It's a it pal. is a wrap. And they put out, let me just say... They've got like I looked on the online. They put a lot of these spilled. They have a spilled, mm. and they have like a doubled spilled, triple spilled. But they have like multiple of even the spilled with different flavors of fruit they put in there. This yeah. is just their most recent one. Mm. I don't know. Guys, listen. Houston I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. If, if you're putting out a bunch of different styles of, of, of these wraps, that's delicious. Just do one or two. They're all different though. Just good cans. All different flavors. Be yeah. done with it. No, they put out different custom brews like all the time. I don't like it. It's almost like, it. kind of like candy paint just dripping <laughs> yeah. from the side of the can. Yeah. Right. This is so, definitely a can that catches your eye. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I, to be honest with you, it does catch my eye until I feel the Oh, just stop with the sticker. He just hates the wraps. And <laughs> I don't like it. I'm like, okay, it feels very cheap. And like... Do you care no, about it? Does, me? It doesn't feel cheap. It feels craft. Do you want to yeah. marry craft me? brew? Nothing? No? Hey. You sure about this? It's like a ring around the can. They do want to marry you. Put a ring yeah. on it. Okay. How about this? What do you score it? Well, I'll tell you this much. If you said, hey, Matt, I got hey, you a beer, and you the, handed me a glass of this, I'd be like, Matt, ah, got me. Matt, is this the undefined uh, beer we're score we're doing? Yeah. Is, is yeah. that how you say What's it? What's your score, Matt? I, I'm having a hard time with this one. I, I just can't believe it's a beer. Yeah, nope. there's no way hey, this is a beer. This is technically a beer, so you have to score it on how you like it. Do you like? I mean, this I'll, beer? I'll be honest. I do like it. Mm-hmm. I okay. like this. But yeah. if you said, Matt, here's a beer, I'd be like, that's, what do you, that's what not, do you like about this it? Is not Matt? a beer. I mean, I like mango and what those your, kind of flavors. What is your score? Oh man, it's hard going first on this one. Go by oh, how no. much you like it. I, okay, you I do pass. like it. I do pass. like it a lot. To be this tastes a little like the fruity truth. pebbles I do like a lot. coming back. I get yeah. a little fruity pebble vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, oh, I'm oh. actually gonna give this one a seven point six. Jesus. Okay. I actually really like the flavor. I still don't believe it's a beer, but it's a very good alcoholic beverage. It's a sour beer. It's what they all <laughs> are. All yeah. the sour beers are like that. I don't get fruity pebbles at all. I'll go next. It does say, keep cold, drink now. (laughs) Keep cold, drink now. It says it on the can. That was your motto. Keep cold and drink now. Don't think twice about it. I don't taste like Fruity Pebble, because Fruity Pebble uh, flavors are very artificial, like tricks. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. And, And I like sour beers, but it's not like a sour beer to me. I still like it. I probably wouldn't purchase it again, but I'll, I'll, I'll still give it a 
6.8. Oh, my God. You know, it tastes like, it's got like a mango nectar mm. flavor, like those drinks, you know? That's, what I'm, very, that's what I'm getting It's not fruity. Of it. Yeah. it is mango. What kind yeah. of alcohol content do we have here? What are we working with? Mm. Just like a 4.7. No, it's on there. It's, it's a very uh, just fruity beer. And if anybody out there that's listening to this beer review, it's it's something that if you're not a fan of beer, like you don't like the beer flavor, you don't like the beer hops, you don't like that, stuff like that, you'll love this shit. Oh, yeah, this. you'll love this. Yeah, this tastes yeah. like If beer. you like pina coladas and... Yeah. If you like pina coladas. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You will love this. I actually love this. And I, uh, you I'm not what? a fan of the sour hold, beers. Hold on, James. Uh, listen. This can is okay. It's a silver can with a, a wrap around it. It looks it looks really good. However, when you start diving, it's like it's like dating like a really, really pretty girl with makeup. And then when she like takes a shower and gets in bed, and then you wake up with her and you're like, Jesus. So wait, you're saying that it doesn't That's taste not, good or it does? That's not what I took home last night. Are you saying it's going to give you a hangover? What are you saying? I'm saying this is, first of all, you better wrap it. Um, second of all. Well, that's what starts when you don't want kids. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm saying this is garbage. Oh, this yeah. is like, like I'm not going to lie. This is not a beer. When I pour, when I pour this into a a cup and it comes out like some soupy ass shit this is like a one one point one that's what i'm grading this it's horrible <sighs> disgusting wow i'm offended i am that too. is bad yeah you're just wrong because i know you enjoy it you're on timeout you don't right. like the flavor is what you're telling hey, me you know what it's my score i do it this way because i do it that's disgusting that's not even a rookie score that's a like 1.1 like a Double A score. I can't yeah, wait to bring the other ones. I got three or four different ones of these I'm bringing. Hey, I welcome all of them, but that's a 1.1. That's horrible. That's not a beer. You don't think it tastes good is what you're telling me. Oh, I know it doesn't. Okay. Hmm. Mm, like, I, know what, I know what beer tastes like. Yeah, what uh, do you think, James? It, let me go ahead and Let's just give you like a, just a very just brief descriptive hey, uh, uh, version. We, we only of... have an undisclosed amount of time exactly. to talk so about this, I'm going to go super quick. Yeah, um, we only have twenty seconds left. Obviously, if you're not a fan of beer, <laughs> this is probably a beer for you. If you're a fan of beer and you're looking for those hops, you're looking for those grains, you're looking for that just whatever, then it's probably not a beer for you. But yeah. if you're looking for something that's sweet, something a little like maybe kind of fruity, oh, this nutty. is the beer for you. And I, I told John. And the the beer reviews that you guys are listening to over the last couple of uh, episodes or the past year, you know I don't like sour beers. And this is not overly sour. It's not overly tart. It's a very just chill. Almost like I just like had like a alcoholic like fruit beverage. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't get no. any sour or tartness at all. Yeah, no, it's tiny just, bit of tartness. And it's, mostly fruity. Yeah, it's a yeah. fruity alcoholic beverage and I it's will, tasty. Yeah. I will crush like two uh pints of this stuff, like no question whatsoever. <laughs> I want to float in a pool or a lazy river drinking this. <laughs> yes. It's yes. not a beer. No, it's definitely not a beer per se, correct. Hey, it's here's not your, a lager. It's here's not a your sour. Beer it is a fruity uh, sour. Just great, James. Fruit sour beer. 
I'm going to give this uh, on my level. My level. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be anybody yeah. else's level. I'm going to give this probably like a 7.3. There you go. Louise. Solid. Good score, James. Yes. Good score. Good for y'all. Yeah. Hey, if you can hear the shaking, no good. Yeah. Uh, Jan only has one eye open. He's a little drunk. <laughs> we so need to wrap this episode up quick. Yeah. Stat. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> this beer is fruity. It's tart. Not super sour. It's freaking delicious. I'm mm. going to give it a 8.7. Whoa. Nice. John. Woo. John. I and I it. can't wait to bring the other two. John. Mm-hmm. Uh, time out. John, can you dissect this this actual flavor that you're doing right now? Well, I just did. I yeah. literally just did. Yeah. Can, can you go? Can you go more? It's mango. Can you? Yeah. It's a little bit cherry. It's thick, like a slushy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is thick. It's a little bit tart, not super tart. It's not like a lot of sour ales where you're like, right. yeah. you know, in, in your uh, no, in your no, plans. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super fruity and it's super tasty. This beer is fantastic. And that's, that's this is that's a local his, Houston beer. That's his demo. Uh, we got yes, this. We um, uh, beers looking at you. Go over there and check them out. They got all kinds. Check of out beers the beers. No, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying other beers. Just not that one we just had because that was horrible. We're gonna do this one on a re-review. <laughs> yes, yes. I we got a couple it. more. Hey, you know what? It was I'll say on something the, uh, else. We could all agree, like, oh, every beer sent to us that we just like, oh, this is great. This is great. At least we're honest. No, this one wasn't sent to us. I bought this. Yeah. One. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, was, it was on our, our new name, the uh, Intervention of Beer Reviews. So. <laughs> Interventions of Beer Reviews. We have an undisclosed amount of time. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, this is Grab and Brisket, guys. And I don't remember if Alden gave the people the business, but Probably this not. might be another opportunity for Alden to just go ahead and throw the business down for the people that need to try to get a hold of us. Like, I mean,. Where where do we, our websites our social media? I mean, Alton. We got websites. We got social media. We Definitely. get you know emails, guys. You guys should know, but if you don't, I'm gonna tell you like this. So, we got the Twitters. It is at Grab the Brisket. Um, Facebook and Instagram both one and the same, guys. It is at Grab them in the Brisket. Um, and our Gmail. You know, you can email us, guys. Um, we will respond to you know any any anything you want to talk about. We'll respond to it. It is grabbing the brisket at gmail.com. That is true. And our website's up. And we have the merch, which is www.grabthebrisket.com. Uh, go check it out. The recipes are up. Uh, there's tutorials. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of good content on this on this website, man. And uh, you know, it takes me sometimes just to go in there and look at it to actually see what's going on, so I know what I'm talking about. Which I don't know what I'm talking about all the time. Boom! But, so truth, he's dropping knowledge. Uh, dropping, dropping knowledge, knowledge guys. Knowledge. But anyhow, like I say, hey. yes, good, bad, and different, guys. We love the the feedback, the content, everything. You know, just hit us up, man, and we'll respond. Yeah. It, all right. Before we close out, big thanks to Susie and Todd mm-hmm. from Hey Girl Hey. We hope to catch up with you guys a little bit later on down the road. For the li- people that are listening along, go check out the website. Go check out their heygrilledhay.com and all the stuff that they're offering. Badass recipes, badass rubs and seasonings. If you want to go and 
purchase stuff for yeah. yourself. Good stuff. Super good stuff. Thanks again for coming on. Later, guys. Peace. Thanks. We've been great. <laughs> Just grab them in the brisket.